Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. start off with a, with a, a little story first, then I'm going to do my prayer. I'm going to start off with a little story. Um, it's about three guys. Is that all right? Uh, there was three guys one day. They was fishing out on a lake. And, and they looked up astonished because they saw Jesus walking on the lake towards them. And when Jesus got closer to them, he joined these three men on a boat while they was out in the lake. And uh, the men was very astonished. They was just so shocked to see that Jesus was coming towards that boat and they was on that boat with them. So the first man said to Jesus, after he's got his nerves together, and he said to Jesus, he said, Jesus, I've got this pain in my back. And I've had this pain since I took on some shrapnel on my back since Vietnam. And he said, uh, could you help me, Jesus? And Jesus said, uh, of course, son. And he touched the man's back. And he felt relief for the very first time in years. Then Jesus uh, looked towards the second guy. And the second guy had on very thick glasses and couldn't see very well, couldn't drive very well, because his sight was so bad. And um, he asked Jesus, he said, Jesus, could you do something about my sight? Jesus smiled at him and said, yeah. Took his glasses, threw them in the lake, and a man could see perfectly well. So then Jesus looked over to the third man. Jesus, big smile on his face. He was waiting for the third man to tell him what he needed because Jesus was healing. But when he looked at the third man, step back and said, oh, no, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. And Jesus looked kind of astonished, and the man said, don't touch me because I'm on disability. 
Y'all thought it was serious for a minute, didn't y'all? <laughs> Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for being a miss, Lord. We ask right now that you touch everyone here. Give them ears to hear, eyes to see. But Lord, when they're looking, let them not see me, but let them see the God that's in me. Father, right now we ask that your people be receptive to your word. Not sure who it's for, but I know that it is a, a message that you have given to me to give to your people at a time such as this. Now we ask that you receive this prayer through your son, Jesus the Christ. We say amen. God is the healer, the great physician. God desires to bring healing and wholeness because he is the healer. Many of you are probably familiar with the story in Exodus when God delivered the Israelite peoples from the Egyptians and uh, they were fleeing and they came to the Red Sea and uh, Jesus instructed Moses to raise his staff and when he got there, he, you know, the, the, the seas parted and they, the Israelites was able to go through and when they got back, he raised his hand and the water rushed back over the Egyptians and we know that that's one of the great stories in, in the Bible. But after they had gone through, the Israelites had walked in the desert now for three days and hadn't had anything to drink. And they came to a place called Mara, which means bitter, because the water found there was bitter and it was undrinkable. So the people complained to Moses, who then went before God to plead on their behalf, and God told Moses to throw a specific kind of stick in the water. Moses threw the stick in the water, and the water became good to drink. Right after this, God spoke to Moses, and Moses shared with them what he said. In Exodus 15, 26, he said, If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring you any other diseases that I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. See, God revealed himself as Yahweh, Jehovah Rapha, which means a Lord who heals. God's very nature is healing, and God wants to provide healing and wholeness for his people. We live in a world that it's broken and hurting and pain, suffering, whether it's physical pain like cancer or diabetes or arthritis or emotional pain, such as those who are suffering from a loss of a loved one or a divorce or job loss or a broken childhood. But also, we're suffering from, some people are suffering from the greatest of all brokenness, the spiritual pain of being separated from God because of their sins. Many times this hurt and pain is intermixed together. Whatever the pain and suffering, God loves us so much, no matter what it is, 
His intent and his heart is to give us comfort, to bring us through the pain. He desires to mend our broken bodies, to, to fix our wounded hearts, and to restore our relationships. He wants to forgive us of our sins. He, he just wants us to be healed in whatever fashion of healing that we need. See, God cares as much about the body as he does the soul, as much about the, the emotions as he does about the spirit. The redemption that is in Jesus is total involving every aspect of a person, our body, our soul, our will, our mind, our emotions, our hearts, our spirits. It is through the redemption of Jesus that God brings total healing. There are many passages in the Bible that remind us of this healing that he is doing through Jesus. The prophetic words of Isaiah who predicted the purpose of the coming of the Messiah. If we look at Isaiah 53, 5, it states that, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishments that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. See, God's healing work comes in many shapes and forms, and I'm going to go over just a few of them with you today. God has a healing work. In the Old Testament, God established a, a right way of living. You notice in the passage of Exodus, God said, if you follow my commands and decrees, we, all, we often think that, that the miracles uh, uh, that primary way of God giving us healing. We think that he heals us through his miracles of, by touching the blind and giving them sight and, and, and touching those that are deaf and giving them the ability to hear. But God provides healing through his laws and commands. Let's look at Psalms 119.93. said, I will never forget your commandments, for he has used them to restore my joy and my health. See, many of God's laws were given as a means of promoting wholeness and health among the people to keep them safe before they knew anything about germs and diseases and psychology. God had food laws which had stipulations on which what kinds of foods we could eat and what we couldn't eat. God gave specific instructions on what to do with skin diseases. God had moral laws forbidding certain sexual practices. He created a conduct of holiness, how we are to behave and what we should do and what we shouldn't do, such as the Ten Commandments these are things that we should do. If people follow all of God's commandments, they will experience health and wholeness in their mind, in their body, in their soul. It wasn't just a list of do's and don'ts. It was a way to live holy 
H-O-L-Y, and a way to live whole, H-W-H-O-L-E, a holy and whole life. You may say that God was, was the first to establish preventative measures for our health. See, nowadays we have the health in, healthcare industry and um, they finally realized that preventative medicine is the way to go. It's able, it's, it's, it has given them some rules and some guidelines that we all should follow it has given us uh, a diagram of how to eat properly and how we should exercise and how we should think. Trying to prevent these situations of bad health before it gets to that point. But do we always follow them? Do we? I know I don't. Certain things that say you shouldn't eat. Sometimes that fried chicken looks pretty good. And I'm not talking about through the air fryer. That carrot cake I got for my birthday. Woo! But God has established preventative measures in the Bible and the healthcare industry are now starting to realize that these healthcare, these preventative healthcare measures are what we all need to live a good whole life. But unfortunately, just as we ignore our doctor's advice, we have a tendency to ignored God's commands. And this harms us spiritually because the Bible said that disobedience of God's commands separates us from him physically and we hurt our bodies, we hurt our emotions, we damage our minds. In many cases, we begin to hurt one another. But God does use modern medicine and medical treatment, though. If we look in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1, it says, About that time Hezekiah became deathly ill. And then Isaiah said to Hezekiah's servants, Make an ointment from figs and spread it over the boil." And they did this, and Hezekiah recovered. Medical treatment has come a long way since the days of the Bible. We have the use of x-rays and CT scans and MRIs, uh, healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, they can look inside our bodies and kind of pinpoint what's wrong. They're able to treat uh, and eradicate forms of cancer now, and uh, they have procedures that can help reduce uh, heart disease, and uh, we have medications and things that we can take for our blood sugar now. 
things that we can use to help with vascular problems. And I believe God uses modern medicine and medical treatment to include these fields such as psychology as well, because we got to have a healthy mind as well. And he uses all of these things to make us a whole person. Yes, God do work through doctors and nurses. I would even say that um, healthcare workers are partnering with God. They are partnering with him in the healing of people. And I guess when you think about it that way, it's actually a great honor to be a, a healthcare worker, partnering with God with the helping and the healing of his people. They are an extension of God's ministry. Whether they understand it or see it or know it, they're actually a part of his ministry. Occasionally in scripture, we need to see evidence of God's treatment to facilitate our healing, though. We did see in, in the Old Testament case of King Hezekiah was here, but God's given remedy. And while God does use medical treatment, we also have to be very, very careful as Christians. Sometimes we become so dependent on doctors and nurses but medicine does has its limitations because it's not God. Last time I looked, there was no limitations on God. While science continues to, to amaze us at what is possible, we must be careful very, very careful to where our trust lies. Does our faith lie in medicine? Or is our trust in the Lord? God warns us of this danger of merely trusting in the medical profession in the life of a king in the Old Testament by the name of Asa. Listen to what he said to him. In 2 Chronicles 16, 12, in the 39 years of his reign, he was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though the disease was very severe, even in all his illness, all his sickness, in the severity of his illness, he did not seek the help of the Lord, but only from the doctors. And then in the 41st year of his reign, he died. I think what the author is trying to tell us here in this scripture that his life was trying to demonstrate to us that we cannot look totally and rely totally on doctors. I believe if he would have just seeked the Lord, it would have had a different ending to that story. See, we have a tendency to overestimate what doctors can do and underestimate what God is willing to do if we simply ask. Because I believe Jesus said, if, if you can ask, help me out, uh, Deacon Gino, didn't Jesus say that if you ask, 
if you ask. Mm-hmm. And you shall receive. And we talk about miracles. We all like the miracles. You know, he touched the guy that was blind, they was able to see, and those who couldn't hear, he touched the ear, they was able to hear. We love those. We love those stories. But do we really believe in them? Do we really believe in them? See, in the actual practice of our faith, we seem to demonstrate that we believe in medicine a whole lot more than what we rely on God. Let's think about this for a second. I even had to question myself on this. When you are sick, when you are sick, do you pray first and then reach for your medicine? Or is it the other way around? See, God wants our faith in him first. He wants our faith in him first. And I look at it this way because God had to put the knowledge in man to make the medicine, which means he was first and gave them the information second. But we don't think about it that way. You know, and we sitting there and we sick. Oh Lord, I am not feeling well. I'm not making it. Let me reach for this antibiotic. You saying, oh Lord, I'm not feeling well. But you ain't say, oh Lord, thank you, touch me and heal me, and then reach for the antibiotic. In the Bible, most healing was credited to miracles from God or spontaneous supernatural intervention, if you will. Uh, but the gospel accounts we read about Jesus' ministry to people while his primary ministry was proclaiming the, 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 the goodness of God and his good news. But Jesus had a mighty powerful miracle, miraculously healing ministry too. He had a mighty good one. And we think back to the passage from Luke's, it says in Luke 4, 40, the people brought to Jesus, not Dr. Oz, but they brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses and with the laying of his hands on each one of them, he healed them. Jesus was a healer. But here's the part that I liked. Jesus told his disciples that those who have faith in him, those who have faith in him can do the same thing and even do greater things. Can you imagine doing greater things than Jesus? I don't, hey, that's what it says there. I didn't make it up. I don't think I could have done greater things, but he said it, those who have faith 
in him. You do what he was doing, and then you do greater things. Jesus healed many people through his miracles. The blind was given sight, and the deaf was given hearing. The, the cripple was made to be able to walk again, and those who were suffering from leprosy was cleansed and restored. He is a great healer. I'm share a little bit of my journey from just this past month in April last month. I was had passed out in my home in the bathroom, passed out. And when I came through some time later, I had contacted my doctor and, and told them I needed help. I don't know what to do. Didn't call on God first, but the first thing when I came through was to call my doctor. And when my doctor called back, I just happened to be in the bathroom again, this time I passed out and she became worried because I didn't answer the phone. About 10 minutes later, there was ambulance, paramedics and fire department banging and kicking on my door. And they took me to the hospital And when I got there, the doctor said that if I would have went to bed that Tuesday night, I may not have woken up that next morning. I had three bacterial infections that was coursing through my body. And when I got there, all of the medicine and medication that was given me for these infections, my body was rejecting them. One of the infections was so severe that they had to temporarily put me in quarantine. The fear I felt when I see doctors coming in with masks and gloves and stuff on, and it's enough to scare you. And as they continue to work on me, seeing like nothing was working. They said that I had not just only these three bacterial infections, but I had gone into acute renal failure. I was in a final stage of septic shock. I had blood clot in my lung. My blood pressure, I believe they said one time was 40 over 20, a temperature of 105. I had four doctors say that I should be dead. I overheard later on one of the doctors in the hallway said that all we can do now is just keep him, com keep him comfortable. And we all know what that mostly mean when they say all we can do is just keep him comfortable. 
that night, I don't even think I told my family that I made peace with God. I said, God, if it's my time, I'm ready to go. Forgive me of my sins. Believing that it was it. But God said, it's not your time. He said to me that I have much work for you to do. After that night of basically giving up and preparing to go home, God said that I'm a doctor that has never lost a patient. God said it, that I didn't say it was over. So I stand before you today as a living testament of the healing power of God. I stand before you today letting you know that God is still in the healing business. No matter what you're suffering from, God is still in the healing business. If you're suffering from a broken relationship or a broken marriage, God is still in the healing business. If you're suffering from cancer, diabetes, renal failure, God says that he is still in the healing business. If you're suffering from bad childhood memories, if you're suffering from being hurt, if you're a product of a rape, if you're here, God is telling you that he is still in the healing business. Whatever it is that you are going through, God is still in the healing business. If your money's funny, as we say, God can heal that too. He can heal your, your broken mind. He can heal your broken heart. Whatever it is, God says to you, he is still in the healing business. I stand before you today. <laughs> as a testament of what my father can do. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. There are so many people I felt who have done much greater things who deserved it. I was a gang member. I did a lot of things that was not right in God's eye. But God said, <laughs> I can heal you from that too. God is still in the healing business. Whatever it is that you are in need of, he's got you. If you got diabetes, call on the name. When I looked up and I saw Jesus walking by, I saw his garment hanging behind him. With the little bit of strength I had left, I reached out and I grabbed it. It says, <laughs> there is power and healing in the hem of his garment. And if you're here today and you're sick, 
If you're here today, you're having financial problems. If you're here today, you have a relationship problem. If you're here today, if your children is going through something. If you're here today and you just need some healing, do like God did. Just reach out and grab that hymn. There's healing in the hymn. It's healing time. It's healing time. It is healing time. My God. Mm. If you're here today. You want to have a relationship with God. If you don't have a church home and you want to know about this man that we all love and preach about and talk about, don't be ashamed. Just walk down front. If you're here today and you're feeling broken and you're feeling that you've turned your back on God or you feel like you just need to reestablish your relationship with God. Just come. If your heart's broken, he can heal it. You don't have to be ashamed. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about who's looking at you. The same man that healed me can heal you. He's an ever-present father. There's nothing that he can't do and won't do and will not do for Just come. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-cary.org. Thank you again, man.